0: Daniel, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest and be raw and real with audience, specifically as we're facing numerous challenges, aren't we? And yeah, at yeah. And people are not being as honest, transparent, first of all, to themselves, little, alone to others. And we're going to depict and address another elephant in the room. And this particular series I chose to do starting in November, obviously, till end of December for multiple reasons. And I'm sure you can really... And I would love to hear your perspective on because I know that so many people are struggling right now. Uh, we're definitely on LinkedIn with the purpose to reach out to as many employees and employers, as well as solo entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and anybody that is in despair seeking a job or new opportunities and trying to figure out complexities of current times. We're hearing multiple things. We're hearing people getting laid off right before Thanksgiving. We're hearing people not getting enough notice, being mistreated. We're hearing so many crazy dynamics, right? Yeah. Uh, we're also seen people struggling for over a year, year and a half to get the footing right with all the changes. But everything starts with us, right? And the absolutely. elephants in the rooms are how we are reacting, how we're feeling, what is going on, and then how we can change the script at least for things that we have control over, it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh. The, the the stories we tell ourselves based on the events that are happening is actually the pain. That's the pain point. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, he says that very, very, very candidly. And he says it very profoundly. He says, look, it's not the external event that's the issue. It's your estimate of the, the event that's the issue that causes the pain and that you have the power to revoke at any time. So we can actually pull away the meaning we've given to anything and revoke it and create a new story around the event and watch the event change based on the new perspective. And it happens instantaneously.
0: That is beautiful. And I love that. But for everybody watching and listening right now, I just wanted to tell you who an is, someone that I'm being in so many actual discussions and conversations on Clubhouse, yeah. who will show up and he always gives his teller the best A game, as a speaker, as a coach, as a personal trainer, a consultant educator and mentor to many. Someone that really had a lot interest, I mean, a painful journey, a lot of change and walks the talk and it's a living example what's possible. Why we're tackling a different subgroup of issues that people are dealing with right now with anxiety, with stress, with depression, with suicidal thoughts and, and, and despair. We're seeing also the other spectrum of that, that is part of the same root causes, which is anger, mistrust, hurt, betrayal, uh, a lot of insecurities, and things that really position us early on during the childhood uh, into such a different spectrum, right? Where child supposed to be having fun and being in a loving care environment, not fortunately everybody has a chance. Right. So Natana, do you mind a little bit sharing your journey what, ha- what happened in your world uh, that really put you on this spiral and how did you get out of it?
1: Wow. It was it was a dual spiral that got me into it and out of it. And I'll start with this. I was um, I was I was born in South Carolina um, and I liked it. To- to begin my story with that, because by saying that I'm saying South Carolina with its histories of all of its its, uh, traumas and the uh, conquistadors that have come through with the Spanish uh, uh, situation happening and the British situation happening with all the colonizations that took place. So there's a lot of like rooted trauma and abandonment and uh, mistrust. It's all there. Um, A lot of it doesn't get talked about. Luckily for us in the past few years with a lot, all of the racial tension, a lot of the, 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 the conversations have changed. So a lot of the things that were there have been unearthed. But my story is one of, it's very interesting. I, 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 I'm appreciative of my story. It's no longer pain for me, it's a tool. And I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. I'd say from the age of zero to about six or seven, just your normal kid. My dad was a mechanic. Uh, he was a you know hand hands on monkey. Uh, you, they call them grease monkeys, right? Hands on guy, fix anything. Mister Fix It. You know, nothing. Any, nothing stayed broken. My mom was in the medical field, so she was in medical school as we were coming up as kids. So she wasn't home as much. Uh, we were latchkey kids. Uh, we got on the bus. We came home. Um, but before all of that, around about eight years old, um, I had a situation that happened where I experienced a very inappropriate sexual relation. Uh, relational contact with uh, a family member of mine. And I'm saying it like that because I'm, I'm calling it what it is. It was an inappropriate sexual contact not just molestation, because the term molestation just simply means to bother, but sexual molestation means to bother in a sexual manner. It means to to move things and shift things about that kind of upsets the, the normal progression of how a child should be developing emotionally and sexually. Um, so a lot of things at a very young age was sort of unlocked, um, my, my questions about things. At eight years old, no child should know anything about the, the nuances of that particular interaction with another human being. A child should be outside playing with and throwing rocks and playing in the dirt and getting dirty and playing with balls and friends and things of that nature. But I had this thing that I could not tell anyone about because the conversation around, conversation around, around it was, you got to keep this a secret. And it was that keeping it a secret that sort of, it was a seed that rooted itself in, okay, I I can't talk to anybody. And if I did, no one would believe me. And that was a seed that was planted at that moment then because that sort of contact, it opens up Pandora's box. It really does, it unlocks everything. I started feeling things that I didn't know what to do with, like, okay, is this a relationship type thing? Or what is this, am I wanted? Or is it just, was was I filling a gap for the moment? And um, this sense of abandon abandonment came over me, and I remember around um, right about nine years old when my dreams changed. Uh, after that event happened, it was a, about a year. I remember I, my dreams became more violent. I had very like vividly violent dreams, and I started becoming afraid to go to sleep uh, because of the night terrors that I would have. As time went on, uh, for thirty years, I was afraid to go to sleep. I, it, it took me until almost 35 years old to be okay with going to bed at night. I would stay up just because I didn't want to have to scream myself back back awake, and it was hard. It was yeah, it was hard to deal with because here I am wanting to inspire people to live their best life and be be on top of my game and show up well, and I don't want people to believe that I have this this mindset that it's me against the world because I felt like my entire world was ripped from me and I was abandoned, but. I had to come to grips around about, I'd say, 30-ish years old when my anger got the best of me. I started spiraling out of control, um, reacting to things as if something was happening to me. Like I was always victimized. Something was always wrong. Um, I was responding to my children, to my wife in a way that was inappropriate. It wasn't, it wasn't loving. It was, I, it was love the way I understood it in the form of abandonment, if that makes any sense. So I had to recalibrate Nathaniel. So I start help. I start help in therapy to get anger management. And I thought maybe if I just deal with the anger, everything's fine. Nothing could be further from the truth. The moment I opened up the door to the conversation about anger was the moment that everything else I had buried for 30 years came back to the surface. And it was at that moment I realized that it's the deep things that we bury that actually are controlling how we narrate the world we live in. It's those things, those subconscious narratives is, are what's putting before us what we experience. Um, and I say that because when I would come out of these night terrors, nothing would be there. I would open my eyes and I can see no people, no objects, no thing. And mm-hmm. all, I'd have to reset myself so that objects and people can be recognized, which let me know that the subconscious mind is creating things for it to have an interaction with the, with the natural world. Otherwise, I don't have one. And my reaction to the natural world was based on a story that I was telling about the world based on an event that was a pain point.
0: Mm, So it's so powerful. (laughs) If you don't mind, just a second to break for that down a further for us, for our listeners and people that are watching uh, but then thank you so much for saying hello and being here with us. And yeah. we appreciate you. Yeah. If you have any specific questions, please uh, don't hesitate to share. But with Nathaniel, uh, I mean, this is life journey. You are still in your 30s. You're very young. So this, this transformation happened recently. Yeah. And for a lot of people um, that are still working on, I mean, it's sad to see sometimes 55-year-olds that never worked on their childhood wounds and seeing them robbed from so much of their life
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and they're overcompensating in certain aspects of life so first of all i want to kudo you for what you do and what you did in order to recognize that because transformation is conscious effort that is happening daily
1: daily yeah
0: and if you're not willing to put effort on individual level on team level, or organizational level, it's not going to happen, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The commitment. Yeah. Second thing, I just want to highlight here how important this is to be real about it, to understand because it's so easy to manipulate a development of child and and their little minds, and and how many children are being held hostage as a result of that. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And how much we see also sexual misconducts in a workplace today. Adults to adults, right? Yeah, Not anymore. Absolutely. Adults to child, and that changed the dynamics. And reason why we're addressing these elephants again is because they're so relevant. Yeah, they're happening in our society more than uh, a they're reported, uh, more than we wanted to talk about or recognize and acknowledge. And further we go by undercovering this, uh, it's going to make a tremendous positive shift
1: absolutely absolutely the 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 more we're willing it, it really takes a willingness and you got to set the intention that says i will become who i will become but i will also do the work that it takes for me to get there whatever that there is whatever that point is that target is and be willing to settle into the stress of the process for as the japanese zen art of archery would say for the arrow to shoot itself if you study japanese zen archery you don't actually let the arrow go for it to hit the target what you do is you pull the bow back and you you become one with the tension in the moment and while you're becoming one with the tension in the moment you're also be you're also one with the target at at in the distance so the tension and the target And you are all one thing. You are arrow, bow and target. And at the moment of integration of arrow, bow and target is when the arrow lets itself go from the stress because nothing launches without it. You try to launch a rocket without fuel, without an explosion, without time. You can't go down your road without stress. You get in your car and you turn that engine and you think the engine is just running. No, what's happening is timed explosions are happening in the engine to help bring about momentum. Otherwise, you go nowhere. And uh, what I found in my own self is when I was unwilling to deal with the stuff, I I, I thought in my mind, I fooled myself in, into believing that I was moving forward when I was just burning out. I was just sitting there going nowhere, extremely fast and loud. So I was loud about everything and I was boisterous about everything. And I had this big old like ego thing going on and I wasn't doing anything at all. I wasn't making any any progress. I was actually retrogressing, right? The word grass is a suffix, it's a Latin suffix, which means to move in a certain direction. Retrogress literally means to deteriorate. So I was falling apart and didn't even know it. And it took, some really, really hard conversations with my family and some people that love us dearly to say, "Nathaniel, you, you need help, and if you don't get help, you're going to self-destruct."
0: Wow, that is so powerful and and so very true. And we see this again on the individual level, team, organizational, family—I mean, you name it—because it's also affecting different dynamics. Absolutely. And we have here joseph i'm so glad joseph you said this to lighten up sphere and make Nathaniel smile which i love that <laughs> smile you spot on actually he is doing voiceovers professionally mm-hmm. and he will be launching his own podcast and uh so he will have his own show because you spot on uh his voice is amazing and also message is extremely powerful so joseph if you have any specific questions then hesitate to ask we're also having Tario here joining us from finland so great to. Wow. Uh, hear your commentary. So it's so beautiful that you're here with us. I'd uh, love to hear your perspective as well. And then Joseph is definitely um, reflecting on intention, intention, fuel, and change. Mm-hmm. And and it's beautiful because guess what, now That we know can be positive mm-hmm. and detrimental, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be, it, I mean, it can be positive and, and, and very influential and powerful. Right, right. It can be negative and very detrimental. Absolutely. So the question is, what do we decide, and which path we want to go? And and then first of all, a lot of times we're getting people being angry and totally distracted, mm-hmm. not only to themselves, but everybody around themselves. Right, right.
1: right.
2: Or
0: extreme to point that they are so passive, to- totally numb with the pain and they don't want to do anything, and, and they're just like a walking dead, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go through different stages and ranges. Did it, your anger came to the level that you were like, oh, my God, I'm really afraid what I'm going to do next. I'm getting out of the control. What was yeah. the pivotal moment when you decided to seek the help? I know you have a gorgeous, beautiful wife. I know yeah. you have a gorgeous, beautiful son. Uh, so was it, was it the stake of, your, of ruining your family? What it was, was the
2: moment?
1: That was it. I, we had had uh, one of the biggest arguments we had, uh, uh, we had ever had in our relationship. And we ended up having to separate for 30 days. I had to, I moved, I left the home and, and went into like an extended stay hotel room. And I just got, I got back into Nathaniel. And I had to deal with, uh, at the best of my ability, while going through some of the uh, counseling sessions, at the best of my ability, deal with some of those inner issues that I had allowed to fester and I was unwilling to talk about. And I thought I would be strong enough. See, that's the illusion. I fooled myself into believing that I was strong enough to handle it. And I wasn't. It was tearing me apart and it was tearing my family apart so much so that I, for 30, and all it was is 30 days, but those 30 days felt like years because I was like, I'm not sleeping in my own bed. I can't see my son anytime I want to. This is a problem. And if I don't deal with it, I'm gonna lose everything. And this is the part that, you know, people see leaders show up in a certain way and they see them on stages, they see them on podcasts and they see them online and they see the posts. And uh, unfortunately, social media has abbreviated the processes amongst amongst the leaders. They've, they've shown what people, people, what it can be, but they don't show the process that, that it took to get there. And this is
0: true. Or some has are representing right, that they're exactly. in a better place than there are. We know later on with scandals and, Yep. Issues and background story yep. that they yep. were faking it, that were lying, they were not authentic. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And this is I, I'm I'm challenging myself to show up differently because if I am unwilling to talk about my wounds then how can I present to you healing? I cannot present a tool for healing if I'm not willing to bear my wounds before you. What's the most powerful symbolism we'll ever have is the symbolism of Yeshua in the scriptures where he says to the doubter of, uh, the doubter in Thomas, okay, I understand you, you, you have some questions about the situation, but I want you to take your hands and place them in the holes of my hand. So I can assure you that I've been through some stuff and I can help you out of this place. See, that's we all have a stigmata moment. We all have a moment where we've been crucified by something in our past. We all we've all had a moment where where, where things have spiraled out of control and we've unraveled. We've deteriorated. But the deterioration isn't necessarily to destroy you. It's to reveal you. Rumi says that the cracks in you is where the light comes out
0: but also to rebuild you.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that is what, uh, as, as obviously expertise in transformation on individual team and organizational level, very few, specifically modern time with the speed, with instant gratification, with outer that is so easy to mask inner, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Very few people consciously chosen to decide that. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing when you decide a journey and start a journey and stay with a journey, what insane results oh are there? Oh how much gosh. you self-discover yeah. what do you became yeah. and how amazing impact influence naturally occurs as a result of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love, I love that. I love that statement. It's it's I've found that anytime you find you find yourself built in a place, always be grateful for what broke you down. Always be grateful for that thing that unraveled you. Like you, 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 you hit it right on the head. The buildup is everything, but you don't build up from high up up there. You don't build a skyscraper from the top down. You build it from the bottom up, which means you got to level things out. You got to you got to mess with the grade of the land. You got to make sure that everything is like you know everything is at homeostasis first before you start laying put pouring concrete in the in the foundation because at that point the concretization of it all is how the building is going to settle if you if yeah. the con if the foundation is unleveled, if it's un, un um, uncured, if the if the cement is uncured, then you'll have a faulty s- structure. you won't be settled. And you'll easily topple over at the most a grain of salt will tip the scale for you. You you won't be able to show up, like you said, in the meeting room and the bedroom. You won't be able to show up in these places and not be and, and be able to be able to be strong and be able to be uh, authentic and be empathetic if it's necessary. Whatever those tool sets and skill sets need to happen in those places, you wanna be able to show up in a way that says, My foundation is firm and who I am. And I'm gonna show up in the most authentic way possible because I know that I have been unraveled to the point of being built up to stand here and be firm in it.
0: I love that. And then again, for everybody watching and listening, and specifically the ones that are now seeing magnitude of unraveling during COVID that just triggered what was already beneath the surface. We see that in families, we see that with individuals. Uh, in the business, with the companies, right? Mm-hmm. All of those foundations, all things that we will advocate and, pr- and then promote, with the vision, with the statement, with the mission, what we're all about, what we value. But in reality, what we do on a daily basis was huge, discon, uh, disjoint, disconnected uh, mm-hmm. elements that really mm-hmm. could not really bring others to cheer, to support, and be part of it. Right now, we Absolutely. see massive exodus of talent from toxic organization because the level of toxicity came to such a pivotal moment that people still realizing if i continue i'm gonna die yeah if i continue one more day being around this uh angry frustrated uh uh you know people that are acting out misbehaving i don't know if i can make it and then yeah. also if you don't have stability at home a lot of people faced so much despair and oh, at course yeah. then despair and a worse form of depression. Start absolutely.
1: In. Absolutely. And
0: as you know, in the channel right now, we're seeing interesting trends that are happening, not only with adults, but also with the youth. Yeah. The highest percentage of teenager committing suicide because yeah. they don't feel understood, supported, isolated. And parents, frankly, don't know how to handle them. Right, right. Because they don't know how to handle themselves, right? Right,
1: there you, you go. Great father?
0: <laughs> yeah. How can you be great father and role model when you, as they say, still figuring out the basics, essentials? What yeah. are you then modeling to those teenagers uh, that are really, really having a hard time, right? Yeah. The other thing is also we've seen a lot happening with 55 to 65 adults, right? Specifically, actually male. And and a lot Mm -hmm. of times people think, oh, yeah, those are the veterans. But not necessarily, not just because they experience severe level of trauma in combat, that that automatically means those are the number one and most targeted group that will do such a thing. It right. is also all those executives and leaders that had always so much going on and that could get away with so much in the past right. that build up to the point that they are having severe addictions, severe lashing and misbehavior mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now being called out as a predators, either sexual, emotionally and yeah. so many levels because they don't know now how to change because for so long. They got away with that type of behavior.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's 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 the idea of everyone needs to learn the art of fasting. And it's not just about doing away with food. What fasting is for and and the way I understand it and the way I do it within my own life is that you do away with the thing that you say you can't live without. Whatever that thing is that you say, I don't care if you're a leader in an organization or just a husband going to work to a a blue collar man or a female going to going to work every day. It doesn't matter. Whatever that thing is that that you say, well, I I can't do that. I I can't live without that. I need this in order to function. You're addicted to something and it's controlling you and it's a drug and you need to let go of it for a season, for a season, just long enough so that you lose the taste for it. And once the taste is gone, watch what happens to your life and watch what replaces it, because it's very it's it's very essential that you be willing to remove the thing that you're addicted to, but then replace it with something that's more productive. So it pushes you forward
0: and then not allowing you yourself to feel controlled by it. So that all those external factors that we see what we want instant feel good either is drug other is chocolate whatever coffee right. all whatever of it time. is exactly could be a wide range of it and we have a really great question here from oh, yeah. joseph was he was talking about emdr and mm-hmm. techniques and treating and childhood trauma that is one of the many methods that is being yeah. used in psychology for a long time joseph so mm-hmm. you spot on and it's a great yes both of us are familiar with that yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, w- works in different ways with children versus adults right uh, childhood drama they've been perpetrated for decades uh, like in the Daniel case are requiring much more substantial uh, components of it. And we're also having here Taria uh, commenting, thank you Taria, and, and her background in psychology. So it's such a great way to hear uh, her voice as well, uh, yeah. f- of coming all the way from Europe and staying with us this evening to um, be part of it because mm-hmm. we're always looking and trying to get a pulse of the world, right? Yeah. What's yeah. going on in the world? Yeah. Is- We live in global economy Mm -hmm. and all the factors, even though we feel that we're remote, affect us. Mm -hmm. I remember the summer fires were in California and other parts of the country and we didn't have a fire in Colorado at that time, but the smoke that came and stayed in the valley, we were voted for a couple of consecutive days as the most polluted city in the world. Wow. And when you wow. think about it, how removed we are from California or, or, or states, yet the wind, the factors that affected us to get us in that situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of times we think it's not me, it's them, I'm okay. But then again, what are we exposed to exactly. also affects who is in our circle. Absolutely, who believes in us? Who is our cheerleader, right? There
1: you go. That's so true. I was. This is so. This is so good. I had the opportunity to sit and speak with someone who was suicidal, right, as COVID, when the when the pandemic uh, uh, kind of hammered down on us, on the on the states, on the, on many countries and across the globe. Globe, and I was listening to her story, and I was asking myself this question while I was, you know, listening. Okay, so who else is this story affecting? Like who else is this affecting? And what is it, it? What secondhand smoke has she inhaled that made her believe that ending it was the answer? Like what story wow. did she, what, what thing did she inhale? Like you just talked about that. You, you got Colorado, you, Colorado experienced the residual from a, from an event that was miles away, hundreds of miles away. And you didn't have to be in the fire to be, a part of the story of the fire happening. So yes. we're our stories, our events, leadership, I don't care if you're a leader, if you're a parent or just a child going to school, everything, that how you're engaging the world is affecting someone because you're writing a story and someone has to play those characters. Someone is in there to experience what you're experiencing and they're experiencing the secondhand smoke of what you've what you've lit, what you've ignited in, in yourself, in your environment. So you're affecting that sphere of influence. So a leader goes to the boardroom and he brings the pain from home in the boardroom. So if he's lo- losing control at home or if she's losing control at home, then she shows up or he shows up in the in the meeting room with the with the with this um, facade of control when there's really this inferiority complex that's happening. And then the secondhand smoke gets filling in the room and people are feeling like, well, I don't feel like he really cares about what we think. Or I don't feel like she really cares about how I feel about this. Or they don't care about my family and all these things, because it's not that they don't care it's that they don't see it. The smoke is clouding the room.
0: Yeah. They they don't see the things that the pain is bleeding through. They don't see how much of that energy is showing up. They don't see how they're being perceived and a lot of times yep. that's where people overuse their power
2: yep every
0: where time they, where they where they also mistreat other people yep where yep. they're lashing where they're yep. using their pain as a tool to actually put others down right and right now we see so many of those dynamics and yeah. anger is one of the most destructive ones right yeah, yeah. because it triggers every single one of us on this planet are being exposed for variations and different types of inflicted anger upon us. Yeah. For wrong or right reason. And in reality, even if we did deserve uh punishment, we don't deserve anger, we don't deserve physical abuse, we deserve opportunity to discuss, to Absolutely. learn from it. Absolutely. And just the way our people are doing you're spot on, it's not a room anymore. And that is also what's not tolerated any longer, right? Because not only brings and re other individuals, mm-hmm. but shuts people down. Right. Uh, creativity, the trust, the productivity, desire to engage, desire right. to really extend compassion towards those right. people. Right. And I always say, because I work with the, so much of those destructive behaviors for so long, mm-hmm. It's a cry for help, even though it is so difficult to accept that behind is very scared, vulnerable and horrible, horrible pain individual Mm -hmm. that also requires recognition and understanding. Compassion and helping hand to change the script around. There you go. It's like you did this on your own, right? I
1: did. I did. (laughs) Well, I say on my own because I was the most responsible for it, but. I, with the help of the tools that I was exposed to, I, I, I read a lot of books and I watched a lot of, you know, seminars and listened to a lot. Of, and then I have my own coach who's able to speak into things and say, "Hey, man, snap out of it. That's, that's not you." Uh, that, and I had to. The more you, the more you um, engage in personal development, the more personal developed you become, and the more you're willing and not afraid to dive into those inferior places. I just came off of a 14 day fast. I fasted for 14 days. I did not eat any other foods except for raw spirulina. I took two spoonfuls per like three times a day, put it in water and drank it. And that was my meal. And what I found out about Nathaniel within the last 14 days was worth thousands of years of information. Because I said this on a pre, in a previous conversation, I said, all of us are showing up in the moment, but we're not isolated from every year, every event that has happened in our DNA for the past 250,000 years of human history. All of it, the entire story of it is sitting in the room with you. And you have the responsibility in the moment to process every last event. And whatever way that's possible, whatever thing that didn't get resolved, whatever that thing is. And nowadays, you've got CEOs going to ayahuasca ceremonies to deal with those inner issues because they know that if they don't deal with it, it's going to it's going to cause them to self-destruct. Well, that's what came up. Those things that came up in me was like, wait a minute, you you stuffed this frustration for a long time. Now you've got to bring things back to equilibrium. And something that Jordan Peterson said that kind of triggered something for me. He said men need to become monsters, and then learn to tame that beast. And during the 14 days, I I, I got reintroduced to the beast in Nathaniel. I got re and not that I was just angry at everything. It's like, man, I'm really frustrated emotionally. Why am I so upset? Why is why does it feel like something is like. Ugh, and I was like, I'm, I'm being, I'm being calibrated. This calibration thing is happening, and I am, I am understanding now that it's, it's, it's necessary, male or female, to deal with the darkness in a way that looks like the yin and yang symbol, where the darkness and light have a space to exist among one another, and is the backdrops for each thing to have its own place to express and be articulate in it. So I must be as articulate as a man of peace as I am as a man of war and be ready in whatever situation to deal in, in that, in that capacity. That's why you study martial arts. You study martial arts, not so you can go out here starting fights so that you learn how to respond to Trump experiences that come to uh, transgress your boundaries. Go ahead. Isabel.
0: Yeah, that is so powerful. And I'm so glad you touched on because I wanted to go a dive a little bit deeper, uh, if you may, because, uh, this is this, this is a very interesting connection, right? Because uh, as you know, I was writing the blog, uh, an actual article for Forbes about legacy DNA, that it's coming up specifically just addressing legacy, but mm-hmm. ultimately starts with DNA that we have on individual level, and that it's not not only detoxing from toxins but as you said it's opportunity to detox of all the baggage and everything you hold and and as you said unleash your internal power Mm -hmm. uh in a ways that you don't even know and then see how powerful you are but then also how you self-regulate how you build that emotional capacity so you're not getting triggered so Mm -hmm. you're not projecting old story or similar story because of the relationships or whatever might be scenario So it's very interesting. I had a, this uh, a conversation with multiple doctors recently. And what we're looking at is interesting trends, right? We have our own individual DNA. Mm -hmm. that with exposure to let's say unprotected sex or too many partners which a lot of people are actually more uh, sex addicts than they they're willing to admit but you're constantly altering that you're taking on others people's pain and Mm -hmm. you're taking on others people's toxicity too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but people also don't realize how that is important then as an individual however you are you're in dna that is actually showing up even though you may not have a uh, that level of contact, but then you bring in that to the team dynamics mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is how you show up. That is right. what your triggers are. That's your moodiness. That's your whatever might be the case, right? right. And then and then also the level of separation. Sometimes people create artificial separation because of the fear, but also sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, it's hard to connect. It's hard to collaborate. It's hard to yeah. actually live around that person. And yep. a lot of people feel like in the past, they live with their coworkers because they spend so much time with them and, yep. and, and often more time- um, than with their families. Than the families. And when they do come, they come very drained, exhausted, and literally nothing anymore else to give because these energetic um, pools will just suck life out of them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: why certain things don't succeed. Even like I always study, like organizational again now, in addition to Team DNA, why we have so many insanely intelligent individuals with so much skill set, yet why things are failing, why mm-hmm. projects are failing, mm-hmm. where the issue is, mm-hmm. can we look at from very true artistic lens where we see the reality of it yeah. because yeah. we are tolerating all of those types of behavior and on top of it sabotaging and killing creativity right yeah killing the room for that fresh air absolutely liberation for exactly to curiosity yeah exactly
1: exactly and i love it
0: discovery and discovery of others and ultimately that really leads to that legacy aspects of it and dna of that which is another conversation but I just want to say (laughs) you you are so spot on that everything starts with you it does it starts and ends
1: with us it started like nobody else here's the thing I start I stopped believing in or or um subscribing to an idea that I needed to wait around for someone to come and save me and unfortunately a lot of the more uh prominent religious belief systems are pushing this notion that, hey, just wait it out because salvation is on the way. And like, you mean mean I'm I'm supposed to just wait for somebody to do something for me and I'm responsible for this thing? That's a very childish way to engage the world in in a way that says, well, everybody else was responsible for why I am where I am. Absolutely not. I regret to inform you listeners that no one is coming to save you. I'm sorry, I got to do it, but no one's coming to save you. It's not happening. You are responsible for where you are. We are responsible for where we are. And if you want to change, guess who's got to do it? The pen is in your hand. When I spoke to that woman about how she was ready to end her life, when she spoke, to, her face was white as, 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 as paper. She was ready to be done. She had no color, no smile. Her hair was unraveled. Everything about her looked like a corpse. But when I was able to in- ignite in her the author, when I made her recognize, I said when I what I said to her as I clapped when she told me what she was going to do, I said, Congratulations, you're an amazing storyteller. Now let's write a new one. And what what I did was I handed her a pen. She realized, like, wait a minute, I, I can change this story. I said, Absolutely, you can change the story. This is not your story. You don't have to choose this. You can intend not the
0: story. ending. That's not the end. Your end. Exactly. You, you can
1: choose exactly. You, this here's the pen, right? Here's a pen. Write another chapter and keep writing the chapter. Keep writing the book until the ending that you want starts to manifest itself through you. You're it. Life is happening not just for you, but it's happening from you. You are the quantum observer of reality. What that means is as light collapses and quantum quantum material, what it does is it appears and, and disappears. And what it's looking for is agreement for why it should be there. So scientists have discovered that the universe gives you more of what you're looking for. So the more you discover, the more you look for, the more what's being discovered shows up in the world. So if you're looking for something to annihilate you, you'll find more reasons to be annihilated. But if you're looking for a reason to live, I guarantee you, you won't look for a savior because you'll find a reason to live and you'll keep finding it. Because quantum mechanics and quantum principles say that if you keep looking for me in this way, if you keep looking for you, it's mirroring you. If you keep looking for you in a way that shows up to live, more to live will show up. Go ahead, Isabel.
2: I
0: love it. I absolutely love it. And I love that question, And I love that curiosity because I always remember, and I capture that in many of my conversations, that I look at the world with curiosity of a five-year-old mm-hmm. girl that I once knew. And, mm-hmm. and even though horrible events a million reasons to look at through the different way, I is like, and they're always like, Isabella, based on what you've been through, how you can still be so optimistic, so positive. And it's like those experiences taught me millions of lessons. And they gave me the wisdom, but they're not stopping what, of, of the trajectory of the process of what I'm thinking at the moment. And right. we're having some really great questions here. How is yeah, the ability of self-limiting thoughts and stories? And Joseph, you spot on. Uh, we have to, right? Because uh, just because we experience and we're exposed to them, we don't, we don't stay in that environment, right? right. We have right. a choice to do, rewrite the script, exactly what just Nathaniel said, and that's what he did uh, after so long and if he can do it yes. for something that was being part of his dna part of his shame and guilt and part of his own insecurities and part of his anger and anger is collective because you didn't have a chance to voice express. it, exactly. You express it every time we cannot express i remember when i was exposed to uh, torture and genocide and war and ethnic cleansing in my country I could not express it and I built anger and I just saw it, how easy it is to get out of the control. Yeah. And I knew then and then it's, this is not me. I'm yeah. better than that. This is not what my dad taught me. This is not how my grandma raised me. This is not who I am. Absolutely. And I cannot do this to them. If, right. if, if I would do this to me, because I cannot do this to them, I made my promise. And I yeah. remember, why they were giving me these early packs? No matter what happens in life, you're gonna do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, why they're telling me? You know, when you find a six-year-old, you yeah. don't have no idea right. what they're right. actually preparing you
2: for, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. You're a seed, and unfortunately, the 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 blueprint is there. You just have to be realized. That's the beauty. It's it's you get planted in the dark, right? the The, the beauty of life is that we're all planted in the dark. It's that, all of us, if you're a seed, if you're in a space, you were planted in the dark and you've got to navigate the dark and establish roots in the dark. All the things that happen to a plant that make it solid to make it what it should be isn't what comes out of the ground. It's what it does and how it how it uh, subscribes to the darkness and how it masters. You've got to master the dark places first before you show yourself fruitful in the light. And what you're talking about is that maybe, you, maybe maybe seeing the genocide and seeing the, the ethnic cleansing and all the things that have happened, like so many things are, are tra- traumatic experiences that are in our cultural DNA that are there. These are dark places and they're necessary for us to be fruitful. No tree without roots is going to be fruitful. As a matter of fact, you won't have a tree. You put a seed in the ground and you keep uprooting it to see if it actually established roots and watch how long it takes for it to be fruitful. The key here is that you plant it and you forget it and you water it. You keep it there, you keep the climate well, you keep the, the soil damp enough, you let it stress. I learned something from a guy that works here on our farm. He's an older gentleman, about 80 years old. And he says, you gotta let the tree stress itself out so it'll dig itself deeper into the ground to find water. Stress wow. initiates root growth. So that the no roots,
0: problem or difficult to be resourceful, to think outside of the box, to boom. find different ways instead of following everybody else and thinking linearly or expecting go. that everybody's go. journey should be the same. So finding different things by certain age, I'm either failing, I'm a loser, I'm not worthy or whatever stories we're telling. Or just because my boss is mistreating me and because he doesn't see the value of bad. The, you actually sees the value, but pushes the value down right? because he doesn't want to give you the power back, right? Or right. power play. We see all these very, very interesting intricacies around exactly that. Yeah. Until we really realize self-worth, right? We will yeah. never know what we're capable of. And I love what Taria said. And Taria by the way, I just wanted to tell you, you are invited to be a next guest on this uh, to a series before end of the year, sweetheart. I cannot wait to have you also to share your words of vision. And I love what you just said. How important to think to include in our in group uh, on the on on these bases, trying to be. Uh, brought into a circle or in group of, of the peace, of powerful people. Yes. And and compassionate people and demonstrate what that looks like. Because when we have that inner circle, we're much more stronger. We're much more capable and we can do so much. We're unstoppable.
1: Absolutely. That's that's why,
0: that's why people like Nathaniel, that's why every single guest in this series, guys, the limited edition for this uh, time of the year, when people struggle the most, specific United States yeah. it's in other parts of the world yeah. when fragmented broken families, when domestic violence, uh, abuse um, uh, a lot of uh, incapabilities to really deal, or, or energy, or write ways to solve these complex issues. When people shut down, when males feel like they cannot show the vulnerability, where right. there's just so much is happening, right? Yeah. We yeah. have the opportunity to show what is possible and change the script. And I love what Natino did to help to save his friend, to not commit suicide, to help her to rewrite her story. Right. He rewrote his own story to save himself in order to save his
2: family.
1: Absolutely. We have the tools, Isabella. We, the tool is we, we come with the entire blueprint. As a matter of fact, there is no recognition of anything without us here. Like there, like I, and I, I'm looking at Joseph's question and he talked about uh, how how do you rewrite that story? And do you, or do I believe in a higher power? I believe in a creator of everything and that I believe that creator is in everything. Not that I'm believing in some being somewhere sitting on some throne in some space and time dimension. What I am. But what I believe is that we are all an expression of said creator. That means that there there is no realization of creator without us being here to tell the stories of its being. It's happening. We are here as conduits of for yeah, creator to happen, because the most powerful thing I ever read is in Genesis where it says that the spirit of Elohim was walking in the garden with Adam. and you know it's, a, it's one of the things that's kind of passed over in a lot of, a lot of sectors because nobody wants to tackle things from a, from a really deep, deep, heavy uh, word study. And I, I did a word study on it. it actually says it, walk there is not thing. The word walk there means to happen. So the Creator was not just walking with Adam, the Creator was happening as Adam in the garden. So that puts a whole different light because we're looking for some other thing somewhere when the thing we're looking for is looking at us in the mirror. We are the creators, the destroyers, the organizers of our reality, the God, the generator, organizer, destroyer of reality is sitting in your seat. It's in your car driving. It's in the mirror, putting on it on makeup. It's in the shower. All the, it's all us. We we create the reality, and then we rope people in to experience it with us. So we have families, and we have friends, and we have work com- uh, colleagues, and, and con- constituents in politics, or whatever that thing is. It's all a part of a ploy, a plot. That's why it's called employment. M n ploy plot. You're within a play. You're you're playing a part in someone's story. So we're all living this thing out, and the creator is doing it with us, as us, in us as a responsible participant in the universe.
0: And through us and all the expressions, because all of us, I believe strongly came here with a specific purpose, right? right. That's why so much people are awakening to the fact, am I fulfilling my destiny? What's right. one destined to do? Am I under right trajectory? What I want to be known for Right. What I wanted to be my legacy, what I wanted to uh, be recognized for, what I wanted to uh, do while I can. And right now I'm pushing and forward and more and more elements that a lot of times people would think what happens when we're passed away and how we're going to be remembered and what we accomplished, whatever material things, whatever might be the case. The reality okay. is right now we can live our own legacies as we are still alive and very much so young and capable and able because why it's so important, because that is reflection that we are doing the right thing, right, right, that we're right. doing exactly what we're meant to be, what's our, purpose, what's our goal, Absolutely. and how we are then helping and impacting others. Absolutely. And for everybody on LinkedIn that is watching, listening, that is sharing with their colleagues, that is going to be also engaging in, I know how many of you also reach, uh, and, and I know that this series became very popular, even though it's third episode and based on comments, and uh feedback that i received because it's needed we're dressing mm-hmm. elephants right now right. that so many organizations gloss over because mm-hmm. they go right away to the business they That's go right. to the bottom line they go right. to the financials and we understand that but if we create the room and not suffocate opportunity to treat people as people as right. living human beings right
1: Right. And right. let
0: them be in the environment that they can be ultimately the absolutely. best versions of themselves. Boom. Right on Everything right. else will follow. Sure will. Sure if will. We treat them with dignity. If we treat them with the respect, we can't anymore just because of title and position demand that type of treatment, right. but yet not extend and give it back to the others. That absolutely. work that way.
1: That's absolutely. Dr. Steve Young says if agreement is the currency for relationship in your business, then innovation is in trouble and innovation requires that you be in this. You hold the space for humans to interact. It's an inclusive word. It literally suggests that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't show up as, hey, I have the last word, so no one gets to say anything. No, what that means is if I'm going to create an inclusive and diverse environment in my business and workplace, it's going to require that I shut up and I allow people to be people because you don't have an organization otherwise. You, you, yeah. you don't have a there's no corporation without people. And I said this to a guy who was who was looking for some consulting uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, and he was like, well, we're, we're, we're kind of just looking for, you know, an organizational thing. I said, well, you don't do that without people. And if you don't develop the people now, then you can forget about the organization. And that probably was the best consulting he had ever had in his entire life.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet. And something that's going to sit with him for the rest of his life. Because reality is this, while we're having a hard time as a society to really look at the true problem and true mm-hmm. cause of issue mm-hmm. and then address it. Absolutely. And while we're dancing around the elephants that are suffocating us and, and killing everything that we actually need in order to succeed. Absolutely, and if that is the bottom line we desire, what is prerequisite for the bottom line to consistently provide and give and and support and uh, justify existence of every business? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we're here to exist, and we want to persist in that existence,
2: mm-hmm.
0: why we're doing that? What is the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not just being conscious, self-conscious, and consciously driven. Uh, and social economically, politically, and environmentally, it's more than that. What's the substance? What's the essence? What are we hiding beside behind all these uh, artificial missions and visions? The values. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we don't see evidence of the value within the individual that is reinforcing mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. why
0: mm-hmm. we're why we're blatantly shaming? Mm ourselves by those actions and mm-hmm. everybody else why are we undermining others people intelligence yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and why that's we're this, that, that's oh my that,
0: god that that the outdated framework mm-hmm. that doesn't have nothing to do with the leadership
1: absolutely
0: and doesn't have nothing to do to servitude and greater yeah. good
1: you just hit it on the head you just said it that's the prerequisite learning how to serve Service to others is what we get rewarded on. Earl Nightingale says it best. He says, our reward in life is in direct correlation to our contribution, our service. So you only get what you earn through service. So you don't don't demand respect. You earn respect by serving others. And if you're gonna lead anybody, you lead first through serving others. It doesn't happen any other way. And the two key points in serving is number one, you gotta be authentic and relatable. You gotta get involved. Be Literally be concerned. The word concern is too, too, it's too Latin. It's a Latin compound word. Consirne. It means to be with the sifting. You've got to sift life with the people you want to serve. You've got to you got to get into their, their stuff. Sometimes you got to hear some of the stuff that's going home, going on at home so you can know how to uh, uh, shift what's going on in, in the workplace. Maybe it's too much responsibility at the moment because it's triggering some things and they're not able to show up at their best self. It's OK. You, you can help that as a leader. Right. If you're serving well, be authentic, be involved, be, be empathetic. Right, Be in the space with them. Be empathetic. Feel what it feels like. Tap into your own experiences and be a part of that. And then number two, be accountable and be responsible. You can't lead anyone that you're not responsible to. Okay. If you're a leader, if you're if you're a parent, if you're if you're a, doing anything that puts you in a position where people are looking at you as the example, you are responsible to them, and therefore you've got to be in that space. You got to fill that void, whatever that thing is, and be accountable to them. Really be in the sauce with them because you can't yes. lead them otherwise. Go yes. ahead, Isabella.
0: That is so brilliant, and I loved where this direction, uh, where this conversation took a direction, and where it was going, and where it is at the moment, because I want to take it just a quick moment again, because what we started is with a concept of healing invisible wounds, addressing those huge elephants in the rooms that we sometimes suffocate ourselves in. Mm -hmm. But then when we start taking action and then really showing and then showing up differently, what that creates and how amazing opportunities for others, for us to be seen, to eliminate that energy, to eliminate that huge overwhelming Last, uh, draining, exhausting, toxic, whatever you want to call it, and then to really let our shine a light shine, and then to, for us to shine to be the best versions of ourselves. Why is so important and again? Natalia said it powerfully it's our responsibility, it's not anyone yeah. else. Yeah. If you don't have a desiring goal, then maybe you should revisit what you then can do so you can minimally negatively impact others and, and and keep that toxicity contained.
2: Right, right.
0: That Because that also, it's a level of responsibility. Absolutely. Dwell in silence or dwell in an environment where you are then not perpetuating and imposing the pain on others. Right. So the point you have when will be either too much pain or just simply, you know, whatever outcome you desire to be. But right. for the trajectory of success, for trajectory to all of this, what we're seeing right now, How anger, how blame, how ridicule, how abuse, emotional, mental, physical, sexual, spiritual, Mm -hmm. organizational, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's really not anymore something that anybody has an appetite Mm -hmm. to be exposed to. Yeah. Seeing trends in working environments, people are leaving jobs. Yeah. Seeing broken human resource channels, I'm seeing jobs oh posted, and I'm seeing insane talent. I'm even looking at some things I was interested in pursuing. The way I was treated from some of the companies and conversations with human uh, resource uh, people and team, I'm like, what are you guys thinking? Right. What are you guys thinking? Seriously, like, do right. you don't think that anybody is not having? conversations after these experiences. Right, right. You guys don't think that people will uh, not tell their friends and colleagues from what to steer away?
1: Absolutely. Do
0: you understand that money is one of the other 10 or 15 factors that your brand is as valuable as the level of people that are leading your organization? Yep, yep. The people you surrender yourself with? Yep. The Partnerships? Yeah. That uh, innovative efforts, at home, Yeah. Husband's wife's relationship, romantic pursuits, children, all of those things are all the same tapestry, same lens, same type of being. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so that's so good. If if we if what if for a moment, if you're a leader or if you're any 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 type of organization leader, someone that's other people are looking to to set the, the example and set order. What if for a moment you initiated what children do and play. The beauty, the reason why I say that is because when we think of a play, we think of something that entertains us, that comes in and arrests us for a moment in time to experience something that we otherwise would not have experienced if we had not said yes to participate in the moment. And if every last one of these jobs out here, whether whether it's a gym, whether it's a grocery store or a department store or whatever that thing is, it's employment, as I said before, it's in a play. And what if the interview point process is that you're auditioning to be a part of it and you know some people that work for them and they have a good rapport? Well, you only go to movies that have good reviews, right? You only go to plays on Broadway that have good reviews. Oh, so and so is acting in this play. I'm going to go here because they have the type of people that set the example that supports what I believe. It supports my values. And your values or your behavioral blueprints. It how, it's how you will behave in business and in life. So whatever those values are, that's what you'll gravitate towards. So if your values are solid and, and they're rooted in, in human development and things of that nature, you'll find things that will support those values. Well, what if we just initiated play? Play in the places or only audition as an actor or actress yes. in the plays that you want to be a part of